going on? Welcome in. Congratulations to the Montreal Alouettes. Hands up if you saw that one coming. I don't think many of us did. Outside of Davis Sanchez, of course, doing his best Lee Corso impersonation. Uh, a little bit on the Grey Cup, a little bit on the national semifinal games, and then a brief look ahead. I'll do my big one for the Vanier Cup upcoming. I'm going to do it on a Friday this week so that we are closer to the game time. Um, but let's go with the Montreal Alouettes because this one was a big win that not many people saw coming outside of La Belle Province. And to me, I was really con- concerned going into halftime. I was kind of with the Jim Barker, Paul Lapo side of the, oh my gosh, you got to take the points going into the half. You get to double down out of the break. There's no sense in rushing to score points when you have the extra possession and it ended up working out either way. Um, this Alouette defense was phenomenal. Talk about the Kabian Ento interception in the end zone. I thought that Caleros got really greedy um, in their offensive scheme while they were still being passive, if that kind of makes sense. I've talked with Marshall a little bit about this. I've talked with Connor as well. The coaching staff was coaching like they were afraid to lose. Yet Caleros was trying to blow it out of the water every single time that he got the ball and had the chance to. And um, I think that this team really strived this year when they were able to really push people around in the run game and then catch them in lighter coverages like a man or a single high safety. Um, whereas in this game, yeah, they ran the ball with some success at the beginning, but it wasn't like it was dominance through and through. It was a couple big runs that really tilted the tables for them and got them up around that 70-yard mark for Oliveira. Uh, with Montreal, though, that final drive. The offensive line, I think it was one of Connor and I's like, overreactions uh, in the first couple weeks of the season where it was like this offensive line issue that plagued Moss and... Uh, Cody Fajardo the year before. Oh, it's sticking around. And uh, as the year progressed, it looked like, you know, that was one of our overreactions that they would be plagued. And they came back and had a fantastic year, a fantastic Grey Cup against uh, Jackson, Jeffcoat, and Willie Jefferson. They played unbelievable to the point where, you know, there's a couple plays that really you know, you expect from those two pass rushers, but through and through on the day, they were lock solid. And when it came down to it, that second and 18 uh, scramble by Cody, he had a pretty good pocket. I I feel he was really urgent to leave the pocket, Um, but he made something happen, made a guy miss and made it all the way down to a doable third and five where, you know, you catch a corner sleeping, trying to play uptight. Um, You get a ball downfield, the speaker, and then, you know, Tyson Philpot. The Philpot brothers do big things. And um, I kind of jokingly tweeted off the CFP account. The member berries with uh, the Philpots and their 40 times. Everyone kind of overreacting. Connor and I saying, whoa, 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 whoa. We've seen these guys pull away from defenders. We've seen them make big plays. The 40 time does not matter that much for them. Uh, as it would for someone who, you know, doesn't have as good of tape. So... Clearly, the 40-time was good enough to win in one-on-one coverage in the Grey Cup uh, and score a game-winning touchdown and win most outstanding Canadians. So, um, 
congratulations to the Montreal Alouettes. There's a chance that there's a second championship going to La Belle Province this upcoming weekend. And that is because the Montreal Carabae, holy shit, did they ever push around the Western Mustangs. Uh, 29-3 final. And for the Carabae, turnovers, 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 turnovers. Uh, three interceptions by the Carabae, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries by the Carabae, five extra sacks. This one was a statement win up at Sepsum. Uh, offensively, we'll, we'll give the props to Jonathan Senecal, who once again led the team in rushing and passing. They're not a big run team by any stretch of the matter. Um, it is let Senecal control the pace, let Senecal control the ball, work it around to his plethora of receivers. Um, this is this is going to be a good offense to watch. And I think this Can West style, as I will get into more, I talked about it last week being like the optimal matchup for teams wanting to throw the ball downfield because they're so used to teams trying to just air it out as a, on the side of caution, the throwaway that they're kind of prepared for these teams to really take some shots. But uh, let's keep it on the first game here. Senecal, 282 in a touchdown. I know he did have two picks as well, but uh, take a listen to some of these defensive stat lines. I mean, we've got an interception, a fumble recovery, a TFL sack for Nicholas Waugh. We've got two fumble recoveries for uh, Fontenard. Like, these guys were all over the backfield, and... For Evan Hillock, who has been battling injuries, we saw in the Yates Cup, um, getting hit this much, getting pressured this much, having to throw and think you're pressured or mimicking pressure, um, it makes a huge difference when you're throwing the ball against tight coverage. And these guys are baiting and trying to get all over the field to uh, trick you into throws that you think are open or you've had all season. Um, it was the perfect storm for the Carabane defense. Not having Keon Edwards, that reliable back that you can just kind of hand it off and go. Um, Dalby had a good day. Troy Thompson had a good day. But they could not just put the ball on the ground and let their bell cow back get after it. And I think that made the huge difference. Obviously falling down um, 20 points, 20 plus points in the first half is big too. But turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. We saw them crush Laval with turnovers earlier in the year. We've seen them eliminate teams through and through with that ability to flip the field. Um, but this Carabane defense is hungry. I don't know if they still have the turnover sombrero, but they certainly do have a championship belt. And St. Cyr, Lagasse, Farinaccio, Wah, Fontenard, they have guys at each and every level. I hadn't even mentioned Harold Misson, who is, I believe, the lineman of the year for RSEC. Uh, this team has been phenomenal. I'm excited to get a hold of them at uh, Richardson Stadium this week. As for the Western Mustangs, a lot of people are going to kind of talk about Evan Hillock and, oh, well, are we sure he's a big-time quarterback because this is another national semifinal? Blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Don't want to hear it. We know this guy's a great quarterback. We know he can make all the plays needed. He has carried his team and has fought a warrior's path to stay on the field and stay productive more productive than a lot of quarterbacks in this country have been 
uh, let alone while dealing with the injuries that he has. So um, Evan Hillock certainly is that big-time quarterback. And guess what? Next year, he's probably a favorite to appear in one of these national semifinal games again. So make your comments all you want now. They're going to be laughed at all season long by the Western Mustangs, and especially next September when they start cruising again behind Evan Hillock. All right. My UBC T-Birds pick is still alive and going. Uh, This one was really a tough match for X in terms of the same thing. like Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. They had a ton uh, go against them. I know they had uh, three interceptions, a fumble as well, I believe. Um, This one starts and ends with the fact that they could not get Malcolm Bussey going. This offense of the last couple years has been, one, he gets rolling, or our run game, uh, if it is Fogarty, we get them going, we get the play action off it, we get similar kind of shot plays like we were just talking about with Winnipeg. Um, But without that bus rolling, it gets really tough for Salas Fagnon. And he was about 50% completions, three interceptions, really poor passer rating in this one, no touchdowns through the air. Of course, he had the rushing touchdown. Um, but for Fagnon, this was rough sledding. And where I thought their receivers did not quite have the speed to match, despite being really fast, and Zachary Kareem and Zach Hood are, are quite athletic guys, and Harrington too, um, I, I think that the athleticism of Jarrell Cummings, Jackson Cerolo Brown, um, and that stylistic difference that we had mentioned, they are used to having teams spread the ball and throw it deep on them. It plays a big part into this, and it's a it's a good matchup, whereas we got in RSEC and Can West, like two traditional power conferences, running the ball and playing really solid defense. Can West and is an aerial offense with a lot of power elements. But when a team comes from the AUS like X, who, you know, they've had their way with teams through the air this year, and then all of a sudden, stylistically, you're matching up against someone who sees that week in, week out, it gets very tough. Now, Connor would be kind of pissed at me if I did not mention, Alex Fetchin actually had a really good day uh, against the UBC offensive line. Some of those questions that I had mentioned and how would he match up against a really tough an experienced group uh, were answered. So good day by him. Six solo, six assisted, uh, half a TFL as well. Really good pass rushing wins to pressure. But uh, this UBC T-Birds offense, <laughs> they got cooking. Isaiah Knight, uh, 17 for 115. Uh, two receptions as well. Garrett Rooker missed four passes and had four touchdowns. So a perfect QBR, 303 yards through the air. Uh, he lit it up, and Sam Davenport was a huge part of that again. Eight for 139, two touchdowns. I think when we take our look at this in a couple days, the number one Caravan concern is Isaiah Knight. The number two Caravan concern is how the hell are we going to keep the ball out of Sam Davenport's hands because he's a really good route runner. He's got great chemistry with Rooker despite only being here for just this season. Uh, It looks like they've played together for a lifetime. And as for those T-Birds, they roll on. They are now headed down to the Limestone City, uh, Kingston, Ontario. FYI, before we go, Marshall uh, will be there. 
Connor might make it down, uh, depending on what happens with them and his training. Um, Marshall's bringing his son Noah, who has already made his Vanier Cup pick. So more on that Friday. Uh, we will confirm whether he is certain that it is going to be the Eagles, who he is calling the UBC Thunderbirds, um, or will he be going with the Montreal Blue Birdies? Because, you know, multiple Montreal football teams with the color blue, as Marsh said, kind of tough for the three-year-old. Anyways, check us out at social media, uh, CF Perspective, at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at TSN Marsh. He's been doing some breakdowns of the Grey Cup podcasting and more. Stay tuned for more this week as well here on your feed. Enjoy the middle of the week. Mm-hmm.